gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender elected officials continues to surge, up 17% in the past year alone. There are now about 1,000 in the U.S. Every state except Mississippi has at least one LGBTQ elected official. Most are Democrats, many involved in anti-Trump movements. Coffee prices are going up because of the weather in South America. CBS's Diane King-Hall. Coffee bean crops in Brazil are being ravaged by the worst frost in more than 25 years. That frost is sending coffee bean prices to the highest level in six years. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. I love being able to share with our family who's listening how much we all love State Farm Insurance. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm has saved us money with our car and home insurance. I mean, you're my wife. You know how much I love a great deal. So, of course, I'm (laughs) going to love the great rates and great service at State Farm. It's good for my wallet and for my family. State Farm meets my needs. Plus, I get to control how and what I want for my budget. And I do it all from their award-winning mobile app. Surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're ready to get out and get moving. And whether it's surfing, playing tennis, or hiking every path you can find, you're going to need some essential new gear. Essentials that are even more rewarding with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. You can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. The essentials have never felt more rewarding. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. With the 20-year mark approaching, a former flight attendant is honoring colleagues who died on 9-11. Paul Venito is pushing an airline beverage cart from Logan International Airport in Boston to Ground Zero in New York City to honor the crew members lost aboard the hijacked planes. He spent 30 years as a flight attendant, and Flight 175 was his regularly scheduled run. That flight crashed into the South Tower of the World Trade Center at 9.03 a.m. on September 11th. Now Venito is using his 220-mile journey to raise money for the victims' families and to collect donations for those struggling with addiction. Allison Keyes, CBS News. Kanye West has tweeted out a photo of the room he's been living in at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta for almost a week now. Mama, I need you to tuck me in. It's a minimalist cinder block rectangle with one twin bed. Reports say the rapper won't go home until he finishes his new album, Donda, named for his late mother. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Can you name the three habits of healthy hygiene? We shower, we brush our teeth, and we... Wait a minute. What third habit? Think about it. The pandemics reminded us that the nose is your body's filter against a constant invasion of airborne germs. Your nose traps allergens, bacteria, and viruses. But like any filter, the more it's clogged up, the less it works. Now it's easy to clean your nose with Navage. My name's Martin Hoke, and I did not invent nasal irrigation. It's been around thousands of years, but I did invent Navage to make nasal irrigation easy for everyone. Navage uses powered suction to flush out germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you very sick. People love Navage. It has 4.7 stars with over 70,000 online reviews. And over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and select Walmarts. Make cleaning your nose your third habit. Navage. Clean nose, healthy life. 
CBS Sports Brief Summer Games. Here's correspondent Steve Futterman. And hello from Tokyo, where it's Wednesday night and U.S. gymnastics superstar Simone Biles back in the news. She has withdrawn from Thursday's prestigious all-around competition. In a statement, USA Gymnastics says Biles wants to focus on her mental health. Yesterday, of course, Biles took herself out in the middle of the team competition. Right now, it's not clear if Biles will compete again here in Tokyo. The U.S. has captured another gold at the swimming venue. This one goes to Katie Ledecky. She wins the women's 1,500-meter freestyle. I've swum that race tons and tons of times. Again, just knew that I could tough it out no matter what. For Ledecky, it's her sixth lifetime Olympic gold medal. Baseball action underway. Today, the Japanese team scored three times in the ninth to beat the Dominican Republic 4-3. On Friday, the U.S. begins play against Israel. CBS Sports. Sports Brief, Summer Games. I'm Steve Futterman in Tokyo. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. My wife Carrie and I are the owners of the pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day. Just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ Radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from the pharmacy. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. My name is Micah. I'm the Dementia Inclusive Coordinator and Project Specialist for Athens County Cares. I became involved with this project because I want members of my community to have access to the resources they need. My father-in-law had dementia. He and my mother-in-law moved in with us. As caregivers, we struggled to find information and resources to help him and us. The Athens County Care Consultation Program is what I wish we had when we were caring for him. For more information, visit AthensCountyCares.org. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit AutismSpeaks.org employment. You good? Anything you want to talk about? Here if you need me. Just want to check in. Appreciate you. Everyone feels less than okay sometimes. They may not want your advice, but they may welcome your ear. Be present is a simple but powerful way to be there for others, especially now when many are separated. Help teens and young adults find their power, conquer the difficult times, and get to a better tomorrow. Be present, Ohio. Sponsored by the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. 
The Athens County Fair Board made a decision this year and we will have a new fair ride company. Monday night, August 9th on the track will be the Tough Truck. Tuesday night, August 10th on the track will be Cole Cave Hollow Boys in McGuffey Lane. Wednesday night, August 11th is the Rodeo. Thursday night, August 12th will be the Derby. Friday night, August 14th is the Livestock Sale. Come out and support the 4-H and FFA kids. Following that, the last night, Saturday, August the 14th, will be the Truck and Tractor Pools. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse over on West Union Street in Athens. I'm Brandy. You may know me as a branch manager, but I'm also a volunteer and a band mom. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Brandy or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. With Joe Biden and the radical left, it is always America last. While I was president, it was always America first and our country was respected again. President Trump put America first with border security, energy independence, and record job creation. But in just six months, the Democrats have undone those policies. We need strong conservative leaders in Congress to fight back. Leaders like Jeff LeRae. I'm Steve Stivers. Representing you has been the greatest honor of my life. And on August 3rd, you'll choose my successor. I'm proud to support Jeff LeRae for Congress. Jeff LeRae is a former law enforcement officer and a strong conservative leader who's fought to make our communities safer. Jeff LeRae will fight to get people back to work, strengthen our borders, and protect our conservative values. On August 3rd, please join me and support Jeff LeRae for Congress. I'm Steve Stivers, and I approve this message. Paid for by Stivers for Congress. I-N-E-P-T, Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf here at Midweek. Let's again take a break from our talking about uh, current inept tech football and go back a few years into the history of inept football here. These, these are programs I really like, exploring the inept history of football. Some of the terminology uh, that we hear every day in football actually originated here in one of these uh, terms, the nickel defense, I understand, originated right here at NAP Tech. Well, that's right. You know, we was talking about that right before we went on the air. And the nickel defense we did invent back in 1955. You know, that reminds me of the ball game we played that year against Bakersfield Agriculture State. That was uh, B.A. State. And, and back in 1955, folks referred to uh, B.A. State. They, they said that B.A. referred to bombs away. You know, they threw the ball so much they liked to throw them passes. They liked to throw long passes and short passes and medium passes. They threw the ball just about ever play. So we was getting ready to play them. Their famous quarterback, Rifle Randolph, liked to throw the ball just about ever play. So I figured that one of the things we should have done to combat that passing offense was to put another defensive back in the backfield, a fifth back back there. And, and of course, uh, when the ball game was over, uh, uh, I believe we lost a 73 to zip. And I think old Rifle must have passed for uh, 742 yards or something like that. And he come up to me when the ball game was over. He said, Coach, you know, that defense ain't worth a nickel. And uh, that's where they come up with that term, nickel defense. And I'll be back with more from Coach Art Turf right after this message. The Art Turf Show, proudly sponsored by Mountain Ice Foot Pain Gel. It will take the heat 
out of your feet. Well, Coach Turf, we talked about the origination of the term the nickel defense right here at Inept Tech. Uh, any it other? ain't amazing how many terms that people use in football every day that come right back to Inept Tech here and we started them. I'm sure we never realized that. Any other terminology that uh, you want to talk about uh, that originated here? Well, that's right. You know, we did have a boy that was hurt last week. Uh, Stubby Simmons injured his leg, and I know that there's a real common leg injury called a hamstring pull. That, right, uh, I've heard of that one. That's right. Well, that goes back to 19 and 30 when we was here at NAP Tech, just uh, we was just what you call your fledgling program then. Second year at the school. Well, I believe 37, 38, about the about the third year at the school, we had a boy playing on the ball team. He played both ways. He went offense and defense. Feller name of a Hamstring Hogan, and Hamstring was a kind of unusual boy. One of his legs was about four inches shorter than the other one. You could be up there in that tower at practice watching them boys, and you could always tell which one was hamstring because he'd be hobbling around one of his legs, been shorter than another, but he always tried real hard, and, and he always kept morale real high for the rest of the boys because he was always pulling practical jokes in the locker room before practice and after practice, and, and uh, it got to be before too long that uh, anytime something uh, funny went out on the ball field that they called that pulling a hamstring. And nowadays, anytime you see on the football field some boy hobbling around down there, somebody's sure to say, well, that boy has pulled a hamstring. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, My alive, it's already 16 after the hour. Busy morning we've had here. 70 pleasant degrees at the moment. Sunny. But they say it's going to climb another 19 degrees to be an 89 high. We got a free-for-all today. Right here on the leader, 970 WATA. Scott, I uh, wait a minute. He's not back there. <laughs> okay, I was going to have a conversation, but uh, uh, well, I'll just have to do it with each of you out there. Good morning. Um, well, I got a lot of interesting stuff to go over today. Uh, some of it's our routine things, and uh, some is not. And uh, are are you swept up with the Olympics? You know, I, I wish I had some sort of widget here where you, you could all say yes or no, and we could see like 40% said yes or 90% said yes or so. You know what I mean. But um, anyway, we haven't figured out how to do that just yet. But um, certainly in our household... 
And I think, as I think back of, on this over the years, I have been swept up by the Olympics. The, um, even though many of the events I'm really not all that familiar with, um, the precision and the efforts and the competition and the closeness of the athletes, uh, by closeness I mean in their performance, as well as their personalities. And, uh, and and then going with the the international angle, right? Um, here it is that you're seeing people from all different international internationalities. There, I got it out. And yet they're all performing in the very same manner, with um, supporting one another. Um, Excitement when they're winning, disappointment when they're losing, um, but a genuine caring. And, um, you know, you may not understand their language, but you understand their eyes and their expressions and that sort of thing. It's really quite remarkable. We do have a caller. Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad you're enjoying the Olympics. I'm glad you're l allowing us to hear the summaries on CBS News mm -hmm. after the news. They've been giving us what's happening. Yeah, certain times of the day, yes. Yes. And also at the end of each newscast lately or, or throughout the day, they announce a new program that CBS is offering, a possible program that I'd like you to replace Jim Bohannon with. It says, John Batchelor... CBS Eye on the World. He brings you uh, news columnists, great experts, interviews. Um, I think I'd like to you to try that out. See what that's like. Or at least, can you get it as a sample or something? Um, certainly, because it sounds like it would give us more of a democratic side of things versus. Bohannon's Republican biased, very biased thing. You should hear him chew up Pelosi last night. He's probably the one in charge of all this January 6th thing. She could have stopped it. She's the mayor of the city of D.C., blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, um, I, I know John some. I Let me uh, talk to our CBS affiliate uh, relations people and see what's going on with that. I, I'm not really too familiar with it. I've been oh, so oh, it's busy. brand new. He's announcing it. Yeah, but I've been so busy with some other things, I'm not up to speed on it. Well, so. there's not much to get up to speed. He's only announced it for about a week or so. I also wanted to mention some other things. Very warm, likable personality you had on yesterday, Tom O'Grady. Great, oh, yeah. Great conversationalist, great person to have this someone that likes Athens County and its history. Sure. And I appreciate your honoring the CBS News at the top of the hour. In other words, getting off in time to let it get on, unlike your uh, guest, uh, unlike your other host there, Scott, sometimes goes over praying over in the morning and at 9 o'clock, always on. And I do appreciate you. 
you're respecting when the news is on, and you watch the clock. Appreciate it. Well, um, we're in the process of buying Scott a new pair of glasses, okay? And <laughs> per- perhaps that'll help, okay? Oh, my goodness. That sounds good. Okay. There's two other things I want to mention. <laughs> oh, Patterson was on last week, and Scott did a great job with him. Yeah, I was out of town, so I didn't get to hear it. And one of the things Patterson brought up was they need Folks, let me, let me just help you out. We're talking about the mayor, folks. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, the mayor has talked. He says, right now we have openings at the pool. And he said some reasons for that was the uh, lifeguards, lifeguards. Go on vacation. Lifeguards. And a nice news article came through on WUB yesterday, and I haven't heard it yet. Year three broadcast by River. But yet this morning, it seems that uh, the lifeguards have felt overworked, and uh, sometimes they're working 60 hours a week. And uh, they started to rebound. Some of them have resigned, and some more are going to resign. But they quit to do it on safe conditions. They're out in this heat for too long a time and stuff like that, although they are curtailing certain pool events that won't require the lifeguard to be so attentive. But can you imagine being out in 90-degree temperatures? They said they wrote a letter to the mayor and to the, well, to the head of the Parks and Recreation Department explained all this. But it's going to be an interesting story that's breaking this has happened before. You know, I, for 25 years, I headed up that, by headed up, I mean in terms of the board of directors for Arts, Parks, and Rec. And um, there have been summers where they've, you know, certainly complained about the heat, and some have resigned, and or whatever. Phoned, well, in, been, phoned in sick, you know. And they've been cutting back their breaks mm. and their lunch at bars to, to smaller amounts anyway. I wonder if that's one of the reasons that the director quit recently. Uh, have I missed something here? Pardon? Have I missed something? Yeah, she, she's gone. Really? She's going to be gone. I forget her name, <laughs> Well, I, I'd like to know the name because I want to make sure it's not who I think it is. It's a woman that's well, I mean, overpaid and well, no, and all that. I can't believe they had to increase her salary because they didn't usually pay that amount for that person. But when she came, they had to get special legislation through. It was amazing. Uh-huh. And I want to leave you on a funny note. Okay. All right. Thank you for letting me take all this time. I appreciate it. I wrote this all stuff down, and I'm getting ready to talk to you. Have you ever noticed some pine cones lately that seem to be long and just a little tip at the end? Squirrels have been eating or breaking off each of those little pieces, throwing them to the ground or whatever up in the tree. Must be some kind of new uh, Olympic squirrel game or something. (laughs) Yeah, is we now have several new dentists in town that take care of squirrels. Oh, they do. Oh, boy, that's good. And I bet you so they, they, they sharpened them up, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Something exactly. like that. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, have a good day. And Okay, thank you.
and I appreciate you listening. I'd like to hear old John Bassler at least as a sample. Wait a I'm minute. Sh- Just sh- uh, hold still for a minute. Let me look something up on my phone real quick. Okay. Uh, I want to say it's Betty. Yes, Betty Moore. She's gone? Yes. I think her name's Moore. When did that happen? I don't know. It just came out uh, in the last week or so. I'll be darned. Yeah, I was surprised, too. And I'm... I, you know, I... That one guy that I, used to be at... Andrew Chickie. He's now... He's... Uh, he charged, has... A, yeah. he, he's what? Temporarily in charge, but... Is he temporarily in charge now of Arts, Parks, and Rec? Well, no, he's in charge of service. Uh, okay. He's the assistant of the service safety director, and I think that's part under his. Well, I don't know which is a more desirable job, but he would be an excellent uh, director of Arts, Parks, and Rec. Well, he used to be. He used to be well, the assistant. Until more came along, yeah. I he, thought he'd get the He piece. was number two. Maybe this time he would get Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Anyway, okay. We're going to also get we'll get our regular. So Betty service. Moore's gone. I did not yep. know that. And our our service safety director's coming back in August. I heard so that'll be great. Well, uh, well, okay. He's been on active and our duty. Ch- chief can go back being police chief. Yeah. Yep. Things may return to normal in more ways than one. Right. Okay. Later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Nine seventy W A T H. Scott's back. Good morning. I'll turn your mic on. There it goes. Hi. 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 Low. Medium. Um, okay. You ready to get started? Sure. Today is National Milk Chocolate Day. Yum. Now, at first, when I saw this, I thought they meant chocolate milk. But, no, they're talking about milk chocolate. Today is a Buffalo Soldier's Day. Would you look that up? I don't understand that one. Yeah, that was the uh, first all-black African-American oh. regiment that was organized, formed, uh, whatever you want to term it, after the Civil War in 1866. Okay, well, you didn't have to look it up. You knew it. Yeah. And then uh, there's only a third item. It's National Water Park Day. <laughs> we were just talking about our city pool and all of that. Okay, next. Uh, historical events. 1794. On this date, the French revolutionary figure Maximilien Robespierre and 22 other leaders of the terror Guillotined to thunderous cheers in Paris. <sighs> you know, if I were in a crowd and they cut somebody's head off, I don't think I'd be cheering. Even if I didn't agree with the guy or didn't like him or he was a, a bad guy, I just. It's so, what, so barbaric. Yeah. 
Anyway, mm-hmm. 1914 on this date, Austria, Hungary decides against mediation and declares war on Serbia, which uh, turned out to be the first declaration of war of World War I. 1917, silent parade organized by James Weldon Johnson of 10,000 African Americans who march on Fifth Avenue in New York City to protest against lynching. 1917. 1943, Operation Gomorrah. Royal Air Force bombing over Hamburg causes a firestorm that kills 42,600 German civilians. Just a couple more here. 1976, Tangshan earthquake. That over in northern China. It was an 8.2 in magnitude and it killed over 240,000, so almost a quarter million people in China. The largest loss of life from an earthquake in the 20th century. And in 2005, the Provisional Irish Republic Army call an end to their 30-year-long armed campaign in Northern Ireland. Okay, some birthdays. Ah, yes. Were she alive? Jacqueline Kennedy Anassis. This was her birth date in 1929. Today. She, of course, uh, died in 1994. See, all of these people are past. Uh, Abu Bakra al-Baghdadi. Born in 1971 on this date, died in 2019. Okay, now, did I do that one well enough for you to find him? Uh, Al-Baghdadi is uh, the one that was hunted down and the terrorist, the leader of the uh, leader of Al-Qaeda, if I'm not mistaken, right. that was hunted down by, was it President Obama? President Trump, one of them, I believe mm-hmm. it was President Trump, was taken out. Hugo Chavez, born on this state in 54, died in 2013. Venezuelan president, former president of Venezuela. Have you traveled there? No. It's a nice place. Beatrix Potter. Born on this date in 1866. Died in 1943. What was her thing? I've heard she the was name. A, a English writer, illustrator, oh. natural scientist, and conservationist. Best known for her children's books featuring animals, such as The Tale of Peter Rabbit. Two famous deaths to uh, mention. Uh, 
the first one being Johann Sebastian Bach. Obviously, music, music uh, composer, right? And uh, born in 1685, died on this date in 1750. Maximilian Robespierre. Uh, born on this date in 1758, died in 1794. Not a very long lifetime. Um, do you recall his uh, his thing? No. How do you spell the last name? Robespierre. R-O-B-E-S-P-I-E-R-R-E. He was a French lawyer. Statesman, one of the most influential figures of the French Revolution. Ah, there you go. Being a lawyer alone might not have gotten him mentioned. Okay, set these over here. An update on our um, COVID. And uh, as you may have noted, um, there is there are various. Cities, localities that are starting to mention maybe we need to mask up again. Um, we'll see how this all turns out. But there has been a bump in the numbers. Uh, where they have been fading away, not away, but fading downward um, now. Uh, there's some some uh, increases, and they're putting it all on this uh, Delta variant, right? Okay, so <clears throat> as of yesterday, uh, let me get my lines correct. By the way, you know me. I'm kind of a numbers guy. Last night, I just took a moment as I was finishing this off. I do it as I'm watching the Olympics. And I have so far made 486,000 entries in this report. Think of that. In this report, I started back in um, November of 19. Okay, here in Athens County, again, we're not seeing the bumps. We have four new cases yesterday, two the day before, one the day before that. Uh, we have 5,269 cases thus far. 5,192 have recovered. We have had a death rate of 60 people in our county for uh, almost two weeks. I mean, that figure hasn't changed in two weeks, is what I'm trying to say. State of Ohio. 
Uh, so let me go back to Athens. We're doing, I think we're doing a good job. Keep it up, folks. Now, have we had an increase? Yeah, three people. So last Friday, we had one new case. Saturday, none. Sunday, one new case. Yesterday, no, wait, today's Wednesday. So Monday, two new cases, and yesterday, four new cases. So even though it's a tiny number, it is uh, showing an increase, right? All right, back to the state. By the way, we have um, 11.7 million people living in the state of Ohio. So, oh, I forgot to mention something about Athens. Forgive me. 42.7% of our county is vaccinated. I read a couple stories about some businesses, and I mean like big things. Like, um, now this one wasn't specifically mentioned, but I'll say IBM. Huge business, right? Um, but there were specifics mentioned, but I, I'm just using it. Okay, it'd be like um, AEP. Uh, big company. Were, and again, they weren't mentioned, but it's that kind of thing. Who are now requiring every employee to get vaccinated. Knock on wood. I have um, talked with a couple of neighbors, only not a bunch but a couple who are resistant. Folks, you can't argue with the, the numbers and the results. And these variants, you know, right now we're very concerned about the Delta. But others can come along. And they could be even more serious. And I would not be surprised if annually, just like we do for the flu and um, uh, what are some of those other things we get shots for? Shingles. Yep. Um, you know what the I mean. Poxes. That we have a an update. Whether it's annual or semi-annual, not semi, but um, biannual, whatever. Um, why? Why do we take vaccines for all these other things and don't really give it another thought? And then here comes a really major catastrophic illness, and some people are scared to get it. 
unanswerable questions. Okay, so in the United States now, um, 5,726,757 people have received the vaccine. That's 48.99%. Good job there. The rest of you get on it. Um, now, thus far... Our nation has had 1,123,964 cases. So, just shy of 10% have gone through this. Just shy of 10% of our nation's population. Presently active... 32 million. No, I'm sorry. That's wrong. And I, this is Ohio. 32,091 people currently have it in our state. Um, okay. Recovery rate. Okay, 97.03%. That is to say, 1,090,556 have recovered. Let's see here. Now, as I look at uh, the state... The last three days, we've had no new deaths. Now, last Friday, we had 18. Yesterday, we had 23. But for uh, one, two, three, three days in between, none. But the death uh, number now stands at 20,490 people in our that's 1.82%. Um, should I do the U.S. as well? Sure, why not? Well, I'll try to hit the highlights. <clears throat> there were 1,275... Nope, that's not right. I've got an error here. <coughs> anyway, let's go beyond that. Okay, so as of yesterday, 35,288,500 cases had occurred in the United States. Five million are still active. Twenty-nine million five 
548,607 to be exact have recovered. Death rate nationally, we had 359 deaths yesterday, but the day before, 7. The day before that, 49. The day before that, 151. The day before that, 332. But um, it, it kind of moves around. And in the recovered factor, I, I guess I said 83.73%. So 83.7% of those that have gotten it have recovered in the U.S. The rest are still in the process of recovery. All right. I'm going to stop there today. I, I, do, I just I, I, have one more question okay. for you. Do you think your neighbor will ever get vaccinated? Well, the, the <clears> one <throat> woman that I met? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, I've seen her twice. You know, everybody in my neighborhood is very friendly. Yeah. And many people walk. And... Um, uh, to be perfectly honest, this is not a neighbor I knew before. I've seen her twice now. And it's when I'm outside working on the yard or something, and I'll see her walking down the street. And I'll just go over and chat with her for a moment. So this has happened twice. But the first time, I, we talked about the vaccine, and she just was she was not inclined to to take it. And I, I don't know. I just don't know. All right. I became interested the other day. I did this a couple of weeks ago, but I've tacked. Uh, what do you mean? I've fiddled around with it a little bit since. Hey there. Hey there. Good morning. So, um, I'm wondering if you saw the recent CDC report where they have now admitted that all of their PCR tests uh, to determine whether or not somebody had COVID, uh, they've now quit using that test because they found that the test was giving way too many false positives and also that it included flu influenza uh, in the totals, you know, not just COVID. You know, my concern is, and, and this, this report seems to be very clear on that fact, that they have now lied for a year and a half about how many positive COVID tests there were. So if they're lying about that, what else are they lying about? I, I'm, I'm not taking this vaccine. Um, five of my friends who now, it's, it's now up to five, five of my friends that took the vaccine have died within five days of getting the second shot. I just wish you guys would do a little bit more in-depth investigation instead of just placing, you know, ex accepting the media's reports on all the negative parts of COVID and uh, not including the facts that are now coming out that they've been lying to us for a year and a half. Anyway, thank let me, you. Uh, let me make sure one point you said. 
five of your friends took the vaccine and then died? Yes, within five days, absolutely. Amazing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. off my phone there okay that makes me want to reach for another report I had somewhere did I give it to you no I had a report from the CDC this morning I thought I had brought it in was it about masking well to some degree. Um, okay, we have another caller. Good morning. Good morning. Um, your last caller. I'm not clear what he's indicating. I don't believe what he's indicating. Uh, and the reason I don't, I don't believe it's backed with uh, health uh, uh, experts in this area. And you may want to have a guest on again, the guy from the health department, Dr. Gaskell. Um, <laughs> anyone could call and say anything and tell you this and then encourage people on your program not to get the vaccination. You could counter this with how many people you know who got the vaccination who did not die within five, five days. And that's a bunch, including me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a bunch. Um, as I, the, the, there was a, an announcement the other day, I want to say Monday, that there has now been a person who took the vaccine and did die. That, but that, that's one person. It's so rare to have that happen. Okay, and, and in the autopsy and so on, they found other issues too, but you know the fact that this person says five, right, right nearby. I assume. Um, you know that's. Well, I'd like to see that on a uh, death certificate. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think a good a call or or, or or visit by the health department people. I will believe them over any of these other folks who are out pushing these stories. We don't know the veracity of that uh, five people. It sounds terrible, awful. Don't get the vaccination. There's an, but you know they are coming forward now. The, the the national health people and saying that that we could get this new one coming along, simply have a breakthrough. We're not guaranteed for any vaccination that you won't get something. I know, for example, with me, I had that first shingle shot. I haven't gotten any since because I have to pay the whole cost for it. But I got the shingles after I got that. And then I've got it again. But it's cheaper to treat that than it is to buy, to pay for that expensive shingle shot. That is not covered. It's very rarely, you know, covered fully that I know, but just, a, you know, 10 bucks for it. It's, it's a pretty expensive vaccination. But we're not talking about the shingles vaccination. We're talking about what this guy says. Uh, and you can follow up as you so desire if you desire to do that because that's a fact that was put on your program as a fact and we don't know that and this is the scare tactics that we're hearing across the nation mm-hmm. we're hearing them i don't tune into that uh, network where people are 
getting their stuff on the internet and telling people this and telling people that. Um, you know, I only want to hear from your experts and any information that you've shared over the since uh, 2019. They've been factually based on health documentation, not something you just made up. You'd have to be work your, work yourself overtime Let in me, order to make up all that. Okay, <laughs> I'm short on time now. Um, well, thank you very much. You bet. Let me let, let me just say a, a couple things. Um, you know, I've mentioned this in the past. Years and years and years ago, I'm talking 30 years ago, um, we had, um, okay, well, oh, let's go farther back. When we bought the radio station, there was, we had no network affiliation. None existed. Uh, this is an old-fashioned network I'm going to name. It was the Mutual Broadcasting System. Uh, you take CBS, Mutual, ABC, NBC. Mutual was the least well-known. But it also was the oldest. So... We brought uh, Mutual on board. And I don't know, 10, 12 years later, with my relations in Washington and everything in New York, I had the opportunity to bring NBC to this station. And we did. And at that time, that we were the third station in the state to be an NBC affiliate. So I was very proud of that fact. Now, over the years, NBC has somewhat separated their TV division from their radio division. And it's still a great network. But I wanted that linkage with the television network. And the only one left doing that is CBS. So then I went to my friends there and courted them, and they said yes. And there are, once again, only three CBS radio stations in the state. So I'm very proud of that affiliation, and I'm very proud of their Their news departments. We have three minutes remaining. I had some really great things to go over, and we're not going to make it. Uh, so we'll hold them in abeyance till tomorrow. But let's continue on the, the thing we were doing. So the New York Times today says the CDC recommends indoor masking for the vaccinated, but only in some places. So the question becomes regional or national. The CDC has both a polarization problem and a communications problem. So let's start with the polarization thing. The parts of the country that would benefit most from a new crackdown on COVID-19 include more frequent mask wearing, 
rather including more frequent mask wearing, are also the places least likely to follow CDC guidance. Well, that's great. Many of these communities have been rejecting the advice of medical experts for months on both masks and vaccines. Any additional new or whatever CDC announcement isn't going to change that. Yet, these are the communities that the CDC is trying to influence the most in its updated guidance yesterday. The agency did not recommend that all vaccinated people again begin wearing masks indoors. The CDC said only that those vaccinated people living in an area of substantial or high transmission should do so and published a map online showing which areas qualify. I'm looking at the map right here and there are, uh, our state is largely a pale gray. There are only a couple of counties that, uh, well, let's see, maybe... Maybe eight counties out of our 88 that have, are a slightly darker color. But much of many, some states are just almost black. Um, okay. So that's my point. And that's their point. And that's only a part of the story. We ran out of time. I had another thing to, to talk about the, all the presidents of Ohio University. It's an interesting report. I did it myself. But we'll just put it off for another day. And also we got some interesting facts about the Olympics. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. We have breaking news from the UK regarding pandemic travel. CBS's Vicki Barker is in London. Fully vaccinated Americans will be able to fly here without going into quarantine. It's not yet clear when the new rule takes effect, and it won't work the other way around. At the moment, Brits are banned from entering the U.S. unless they're accompanying an American family member on essential business. Medical experts are applauding the CDC's recommendation that Americans mask up again indoors in COVID hotspots whether they're vaccinated or not. Others won't have it. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. The reaction is mixed. In South Florida, where cases are on the rise, Dr. Samar Fahmy. While masking is not perfect, it is an effective way to bend that curve. Anti-mask protesters outside the Broward School District were angry. Shame on you! This is a in Birmingham, Alabama, Dr. Michael Sag says he's disappointed, but not surprised with the rising number of cases there. They could exceed our worst number of cases that we saw back in January. Pfizer's just released new data showing a third booster shot offers strong protection against the Delta variant. COVID cases are climbing in the Olympics host city. Daily infections there have reached a new high. CBS's Lucy Kraft from Tokyo. While most of Japan's senior citizens are fully vaccinated, only about a quarter of the general population has received two doses. A state of emergency declared for Tokyo may be expanded to neighboring areas. American gymnast Simone Biles has withdrawn from a second event at the Summer Games. It's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because 